y'all. Welcome to episode number three of Realizations. Today, we're going to talk about trauma states. Have you ever had an argument and you thought that you reached a resolution and that everything was okay and good? And then a little bit of time goes by and something similar-ish happens. You start feeling the same way that you did in that previous argument. And all of a sudden you went from everything's fine, everything's good to no, I'm not fine. This isn't okay. But you don't want to seem like you're crazy. (laughs) You don't want to seem like what you said wasn't true because it was, you felt it. You really thought it was true and it was over. And then it's not. That's what we're going to talk about today. So go ahead and grab your water and get comfy. Here we go. And remember, if you do nothing with this video, but take it in and share it. That is how you help me reach the most people that need it. I really appreciate you guys. I really do. Thanks. Cheers. Trauma states. Good old trauma. We all have it. Have you ever looked at something in your life and thought, That wasn't even that bad. I shouldn't even be focused on this. So many people have it worse. Yeah, I think we've all done it. (laughs) It's funny because our trauma is put into our lives and it shapes us. But so many of us just brush it off. We just act like it's not even a big deal, like we aren't even important. But then the minute that somebody else shares something with us that is even just a little bit of an irritation or it threw a wrench in their plans, we feel for them on such a deep level. Why don't we give ourselves that same grace, that same love, that same attention? That's what we're here to do, though. We're here to bring some awareness around your trauma and how you've been dealing with your trauma and what you look like when you're really feeling the impact of those experiences. I use the example of the argument and not wanting to look or feel crazy because as a woman who has dated in this world, I have been told more times than I can count by men that someone they dated or was going to date was quote unquote crazy. A lot of the time I know these people And I know they're not crazy and I know it is situational, 
I hate when people do that. I hate when people attack other people to hide from their own insecurities because it doesn't do any of us any favors. If someone doesn't vibe with me well, or if someone is constantly setting me off or triggering me, sometimes I just have to take space from that person. It doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. It doesn't mean that that person deserves bad things to happen to them or any of that. All it means is that that person doesn't make me feel great And maybe it's just that I'm not ready to deal with those traumas right now. Maybe it's just that whatever it is that's triggering me, I haven't even come close to scratching the surface on that yet. And I'm not ready to be pushed that much. If I want space from an individual that doesn't make me feel good, I should be able to get that without causing a huge rift, without somebody hating me or running my name through the mud and vice versa. Somebody should be able to say to me, hey, Brie, you're too much. I hate the breathing thing you do and I don't want to be here. I found somebody else that I like to listen to more or I like to go to somebody as a different coach because they understand me better. I am never going to take that as a negative. If anything, I'm going to do the exact opposite. I am now so proud of you. Not only did you tell me to my face, what? That's almost unheard of. (laughs) And two, you are looking out for yourself. You are finding people that work for you. That is what we need. You, like I said in episode two, are your own main character. You can't be your own main character if you are trying to appease me, if you are trying to make sure you don't hurt my feelings. That's not main character energy. You need to worry about your role in your life. I will handle this in mine. Let's say that I didn't take that as well because I wasn't where I am in my journey. And somebody said that to me two years ago, hey, Brie, I just don't like being around you. Two years ago, I would have handled that very differently. I would have been hurt. I probably would have fell apart and I would have talked probably a lot of crap to my friends. They would have agreed with me. They would have talked crap too. And they probably would have said, I'll boycott that person if you want. That's never been what I've wanted. But in the moment, it felt like, yeah, that's what we do. That's what I know. That's what we all do. So it just felt normal. And I realized one day that all my friends and I seemed to do was like talk. (laughs) We were just always talking about something. And I got so tired of it. I started wanting to hear other things. I wanted to hear dreams and things that were making them proud and things that felt good in their lives and things that they wanted and what they used to dream about when they were kids, you know, what they would be, who they would be, who they want to be. I wanted more of that. And it was weird because when I first started trying to stop talking, (laughs) I went to get, um, I don't remember, it was an appointment of some sort. 
And that was all that they wanted to talk about. And I kept just like dodging the questions and saying, oh, you know, I don't really know. But so-and-so, I see them and they're doing really great. And I just kept trying to redirect the conversation to something that was great and positive. And then I tried to direct it to, um, you know, what are, what are you doing? How's your life? All of this. And she kept bringing it back to the negative. And I almost didn't go back for my second appointment. It just didn't feel good to be there to me anymore. And I really lost some respect for that person. And I didn't want that either. But then I realized, why am I losing respect for this person? She's just doing what I was doing all of this time. It's not about losing respect. It's that I was trying to very passively lead the way. I should have just said, hey, I don't talk about people. And she would have been like, oh, okay. Do you want to just be quiet? And I would have been like, yeah, sure. That sounds absolutely amazing. But I didn't. I didn't use my words because this has all been a work in progress. So when we see people and they aren't on a peaceful, loving level, they might be trying really hard to get there, but they're struggling because everyone that she saw before me, they probably came in there and all they did was talk. I've seen a lot on this episode, sorry. <laughs> but that's what we were doing. And you know what? When you talk, you feel like you might say it's boss energy. You might say it's a lot of things, but I've seen a lot of people who just constantly, that's all they do. And I've learned they are all so deep in their trauma and they are all so deeply hurt by so many people. They're having their roller coaster emotions like in uh, episode two. They aren't happy. They aren't peaceful no matter how much they try to appear to be. Every time they open their mouth, you can tell that they're not. It's hard rerouting this because this is so much of what society does and knows and at work and with your friends and with anyone, your family, that's all that ever seems to come up. And when you first start trying to reroute the conversation, a lot of people aren't ready for it. They don't want a deep dive. They don't want to talk about their hopes and dreams or things that went wrong in their life or places they have guilt. They don't want to have these deep, vibey conversations sometimes. And that's okay. It's not your job to force them. But it's also not your job to stay stuck in a pattern that you no longer want to be a part of. Typically what that's telling us right there is if you tell them, hey, I'm really trying to not talk poorly about anyone else, you can vent to me, that's totally awesome. But if you want me to give you any sort of a response on it, it will be something that asks questions and reframes it a little bit and wants to know more information. Or I can just simply listen and not take it in and not do anything with it. I can just hear you vent it out because sometimes that's all we need to do is spin, right? We need a safe space to spin. We can always be a safe space to spin if it feels good. But if it doesn't, we shouldn't have to.
And if we don't have the mental space for that, we should be able to say that without fear of, you know, reprimand or losing a friendship or losing anything. But a lot of times that fear is there and it's there for very good reason. When we start looking at those relationships and realizing we can always come back together, but we can't fly if something is holding us to the ground. So you really have to ask yourself, is this person worth me feeling stuck, me falling back into these old habits when I'm not on my best day? Is this feeling good being around them? Has it sort of run its course? If we're not leveling each other up, if we're not on the same pages, sometimes that just means it's time for us to get some space. When we take that space, the other person needs it too, whether they ever admit it or not. They need it to grow also. And we cannot grow if we're both too afraid to say what we feel because we're too afraid to hurt each other's feelings. True friends, we shouldn't have to worry about hurt feelings. True relationships should be able to withstand our traumas and our fears and the way we lash out sometimes, as long as it's not harming the other person. And listen, sometimes it does. A big part of relationships is getting hurt as much as that sucks. Two people cannot come together and never push each other to where it feels uncomfortable or it feels like it's hurting. It's learning to look at it and seeing where you need to grow. I'm gonna give you guys a really great example. When Marco and I were on the road, we, we got in a lot of fights. Marco was being a real negative Nancy. and I was just trying to be positivity and sunshine. But I also wasn't listening to him. So when he was telling me that I never listen or I never hear him, I got defensive because I wanted to defend myself because I knew that was not true. I knew it. Hard fact. I know I listen to him every time he talks to me. And I do. But what I realized was if he's using words like never and a client came to me saying that, if I wasn't part of the equation, I would have asked why he feels like his girlfriend or wife never listens. I would ask why he felt he wasn't being heard. And I would ask how he was showing her. I would ask for examples of how he tried to tell her because it also tells me he's been trying to tell her for a long time, but he's been telling her in a way that she hasn't been receiving it. And it's making him feel alone and it's triggering things in him that need a deeper dive and he's never been in it and he doesn't really know how to get it. So we would walk through it together. I would walk through his feelings with him. I would walk through these uh, scenarios with him. I would get a very, very good feeling, a picture for 
how he's feeling in this relationship and what he needs. And I would help him tell her and find the words that would be getting to the fat of what he really needs. I would help him find that. And I would help him take that to tell her. We would create a safe space for growth, for both of them to learn, for both of them to level up. But when I was involved, it was, well, you're a negative Nancy, so you started it. So we have to fix that before I'll listen to you. That is literally how I was behaving. And I didn't see it for a long time until we were really, um, we had had too many little blow ups and it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of room for us to come back. I really didn't know if we were going to come back and we didn't talk for a while in the car that day. We both had time to sit with our thoughts. And I realized I'm a leader, I'm a coach, and I am not doing my job in this situation. And I looked at our relationship objectively. Marco leads me through so many situations. He just takes charge and he makes me feel safe. And gosh, so many situations. And this is my one that I crush at. And I wasn't using my tool. My ego had me so in the way. And my trauma. I'm in a trauma state because I have been growing at such a rapid rate with my writing and going through all this and the coaching ever since the accident, uh, the motorcycle accident. If you read my book, The Accident, you'll know more about that. Um, or you or you can get it at justfreehlc.com if you want to know more. But when I get into my trauma states, it's very hard for me with him because I feel attacked. I feel like it's all falling apart. And I'm back in my feelings in that roller coaster way. I'm back in my codependent way of living. And now that I know both worlds so well, I'm telling you, the non-codependent world is way better. In that world, I feel free. I feel vibey. I feel more myself than I ever have in my entire life. I want to be in that state all the time. But that's not realistic right now. I don't know if it's ever realistic because I've never seen it. So right now, when I'm in my trauma state, I need to be able to clearly state what I need. I need more softness. I need more cuddles. I need more kisses. I need more conversation. I need to bounce things off of him. I'm more emotional. I just really need things to be safe and soft. And I almost need a little hermit world where I can just go and it's him and I, the dogs, the kids, whatever but we're just safe and happy in our little bubble. And that security allows me the freedom to just dive into the deepest, darkest, dirtiest waters and just 
see the light and see the clarity. It allows me to wade through all of this so that I can really feel it and I can really heal it and I can really release it. You can't really release it unless you really get into it. You feel like you're right back in that moment. You're the same age. You have the same feelings and thoughts. You know exactly how your life is at that moment. It's weird. I always start having dreams that I'm back at my parents' house and I will be in my old room when my life started to have all of these things happen. And that's what I always know. I'll wake up and I have to write. I have to write it out because if I'm dreaming, like I'm back there, I know that I'm using new people in my life for situations that happened back then in my life. And in order to heal, in order to release, you gotta go there. You gotta go through there. But you can't do it if you don't have a safe space to come back to, to land, to rest. It's not overnight. It's not a, oh, 10 minutes of journaling and you're healed. It's really fighting yourself and your walls. And it can feel so overwhelming and chaotic and lonely and sad and just so many big things. And then we're out here and we don't want to look crazy. We don't want to look needy. We don't want to be too much. I always want to be too much now. (laughs) It's just crazy. how much we need that. We need that safe space. We need that healing process. And man, when you get it, when you ask for what you need and you get it, or when you have somebody who every time one of you messes up or one of you does something not, you know, intentionally, but it just happens. And we hurt each other. We make each other mad or sad, or we make our each other doubt ourselves or each other. What we know, it's hard to take that hurt and not project it, not to take it on, not to just add it on to what we already have. But that's not building. Take a sip of water. That is not building. So what do we do? We use our words. We also allow our partners some grace, our friends, our family, whoever your support system is. When we start making these big changes, They change with you too, whether they realize it or not. They start to see things in you. And if they want to stay in your life, 
they start to get on board with what you're asking and what you're doing and what you need. But it's not easy at first because they're so used to this version of yourself that you've always been. So we allow grace. We allow that time for the adjustment to take place. But we also hold our boundaries in place. We clearly state what we need. You can't be like, I'm going to quit drinking. And then somebody offers you a drink because you've been drinking with them for 20 years and be like, well, I guess they didn't hear me. So I guess I'm going to drink with them now. They ruined my sobriety because now I have to drink with them. No, you tell them, no. Remember, I'm doing the sobriety thing. And they say, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm so sorry. I have this for you if you want it. Or they might make fun of you and make you waver. The more confident you are in yourself, the more they will get on board. But you can't expect them to just want to change with you overnight. This is your process. And you didn't just think, you didn't wake up one day and think, I'm going to change. I want to go through my trauma and heal. I don't want to feel this way anymore. This builds. This builds over time. And once you get there and you get to the point where you know you have to change, you have to remember it's a process and not everybody is going to be on your time. So remember, those that want to keep you where you are, it is okay to cut ties. You can tell them, hey, I just need a little space. I'm really trying to figure some things out. I'm going through it and I I love you. I just, I need space to heal and grow and figure this out. You can tell them things are triggering me and I just, I need to sit with it for a minute. It's not you, it's me and I, I'm always here. You can do whatever feels good to you as long as you're making sure you're getting what you need because you're that main character energy, remember. You're working on trusting yourself, episode one. You can't trust yourself if you don't know yourself and if you're constantly living for others. Let's start making it about us. Let's find our way through the trauma. And listen, if you're not, I'm not sure what to do. Get my DMs, drop a comment, anything that you want. This community is here. I am here. You can find me on any social, just Brie HLC. My Facebook group, Brain Games. That is a fantastic community to throw around, to get to know people, anything, post your frustrations, your wins, funny memes, uh, positive quotes, anything. It's a fabulous community and it's growing every day. If you want to pop on here and drop topics or say, hey, that last one really hit. Can you do some more on that? Do it. I'm here for this. This is what I live and breathe for now. (laughs) I just, I found my passion and my purpose and I love it. And I want the whole world to feel this way. But the only way you feel this way is to start getting out of your comfort zone, breaking through those walls and reaching out is a huge one because a lot of you don't want to because we're friends or you don't know what I'll think or you don't want me to judge you or you don't want to put me out. None of that happens, none of it. It's actually about you breaking through an uncomfortable boundary or wall whatever you call it, your coping mechanism that you have. Break through it. Say, hey, tell me what's sparking with you. Share it. Let's let's get more people in here. Bring them together. Everybody that needs this should be able to find it. 
and you don't know how many friends you have that are currently feeling just like you. And these words are going to hit them just as hard. When we stop judging and we stop worrying and we stop letting the guilt overwhelm us, it's just different. Let's take a drink of water and let's get comfy. Drop your shoulders, let your eyes close. Take a big breath in through the nose and out through your nose. Remember we're breathing from the belly, not from the chest, not from the shoulders. Let your belly move. Try to keep the rest of your body still. Your trauma is your story. Just as much as the wins, just as much as the good, the fun, all of it. Everything has shaped you for a reason, for your story. How are you going to write it? Are you going to let this keep holding you locked in or release it? Just start to be aware. Journal about it. Where'd your mind go when we started talking about this? When you think of your trauma in your life, how old are you? How do you feel? In through the nose and out. Let your eyes slowly open. Let's grab your water, one more drink. Your trauma is not too big or too small. Don't push it aside, don't lessen it. Just get curious, write about it. Love yourself more through it. State what you need from your people through it. Don't let yourself keep hurting through this. Reach out. Start breaking out of what is comfortable. It feels so scary at first, but once you start to do it, it all starts to change. And if you're ever wondering if it's right or if you need a little extra help, hit me up. Bounce some things off of me. I'm always here. <laughs> so, that's a big one today. It's a big one. We're all here. We are all here. <sighs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Like, subscribe, share. You know what to do. Find any of my social, just Bray HLC. Uh, Brain Gains is the Facebook group, as I mentioned. You can also find my website, justbreehlc.com that you can find all the books, anything at all. Everything that I have, you can find there. And remember, sharing the video helps 
more than you know. So you're making a big impact just by sharing. Thank you so much, everybody. Stay vibey.